How are we looking? Happy Friday. It's the Bill Michaels Show. It's been a hell of a week. My goodness. My name is Grant Bills. Twitter, at Wisco Grant. I come in here, our, our flagship, Bill's flagship in Madison, W-O-Z-N, The Zone. And I come in here, you know, hop on for a couple minutes with the boys on the morning show. And I, w- I was kind of explaining to them, I feel like I'm in, have you seen the TV show uh, Severance? Uh, the the Adam Scott's in it. It's that show about how they separate the the person's work life from the home life. Like they do some procedure. So the, the work life doesn't know about the home life and the home life doesn't know about the work life. I feel like I'm in that show. I feel like I went to bed last night behind this mic and I woke up and I'm I'm here again. We've had so much time this week to talk about the All-Star game. We were ranting about Shohei Otani yesterday. Andy Herman. Can we? Andy Herman was outstanding. Just outstanding yesterday. Uh, and I have high expectations anytime Andy comes on the show. But yesterday, he really brought it. We appreciated him. Eric Eager brought it as well. We've had so much fun this week, and we have four more hours until the weekend. 608-321-1670. If you would like to call. We got all the time in the world. I've said this throughout the week. I'll, I'll say it again. My show in the evening is 4 to 6. And it's very fast. It's you know, it's like popcorn. Boo, over here we're talking NBA. Over here, all right, Brewers. Oh, let's take a call. Eric on 90. Let's take a call. Uh, Pete Minone. He's talking about Disney movies. And then the show's done. And tonight it's gonna go even faster because the Brewers are gonna kick us off the network at 5:30. But Bill's show, I feel like I'm laying out on a on a on a lawn chair, on a pool, on a on a recliner next to the pool. We got all the time in the world. Low and slow. We can be patient. We can deep dive into one topic or another. And if you call the show. I promise I'm not going to run you off the air after 30 seconds because I'm i I'm dying for a co-host. I'm dying for a producer. I'm dying for somebody to share ideas with and, and discuss topics with. So I promise if you call today, 608-321-1670, I will make it worth your while. At some point, we're going to connect with Zach Heilprin, who is our sports director at WOZN in Madison. You hear him on the updates. You read his stuff, madcitysportszone.com. He is a fantastic podcaster. And if you don't listen to The Camp or The Swing, wherever you get your podcast. He co-hosts that with Jesse Temple. It's outstanding Badgers content. I certainly enjoy it. We're going to talk Badgers and whatever else comes up. Zach Halpern's going to join us at some point between now and 2 o'clock. And at some point, whenever there's a lull, I'm, I'm going to feel it out. I'm like the host of a party. I'm going to be looking around, and, and if I sense there's a lull, if I sense we're, in, we're running out of something to talk about, I'm going to step in, and I'm going to play for you an interview I did last night on my show, the Wisco Sports Show, with Ryan Glassbeagle, who writes for the New York Post. Uh, I think he's, well, I know he's been at OutKick. He's been a couple of other places as well as a sports writer. Ascended up the ranks very quickly, this guy has. And he covers sports and sports media. So I talked with him last night about the ESPN layoffs and what that means for, of course, ESPN, but what that means for ESPN's place in the sports ecosystem, let's call it, and and what that means for some of ESPN's competitors. Talked about the New York Times completely disbanding its sports department and turning things and turning coverage over to the athletic, a system and a, and a platform they paid over $550 million for. So a lot of money changing hands, some big decisions at the New York Times and big decisions that have ripple effects all throughout the sports writing world. So we discussed that. And we also talked about what's going on at Disney. Because there's been that summit in Idaho. What's it called? Uh, Bob Iger Disney Idaho Summit. Let me Google it. It's got a name. Some of you probably know. Sun Valley. Which, by the way, if you've never been to Idaho, especially in the summer, I I would recommend in the summer. I've never been in the winter. I'm not going to act like I'm the world's biggest Idaho person. But in the summer, it's beautiful. Bob Iger spoke at Sun Valley yesterday. 
and his words were you know taken down and shared and he did lots of interviews and he talked about what's going on at Disney because remember Disney owns 80% of ESPN so they played a big part in, in the layoffs and cost cutting and Disney is also you know owning FX and Hulu and ABC and they're probably gonna have to make some decisions on on some of their different assets so I talked about Ryan or talked with Ryan about that, including Pixar. Pixar is a really interesting one. They bought Pixar for billions of dollars in the mid-2000s, 2005, 2006. And they just can't spend $200 million to make a, a wild, mind-blowing animated movie anymore. It would seem. So we talked about all that. Really interesting interview. And I'm excited to play it for you. Honestly, I'm excited to go back and listen to it because I feel like there were things that I missed when I actually talked with Ryan last night. I'm on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. You can call the show 608-321-1670. I would like to start today with an article that came out last night on Fox 6, which is the Fox station in Milwaukee. And I'm sure they ran a story on it on TV, on news last night at some point. I am reading the piece from Jason Calvi. It was published about 5 o'clock last night, and it's fox6now.com if you want to go read it. Uh, I retweeted it, at Wisco Grant. They talked with Rick Schlesinger. They talked with the Brewers, and they got some specifics on what needs repairs at Miller Park. And I've got calls and tweets during the show, and we've talked about what's next for the Brewers and and getting funding and making updates to the stadium. I mean, we had Rob Manfred at the park saying, we need to get this done. We need to get the work done at the ballpark. This team should never move. This is a great asset to Major League Baseball. This has been uh, in the front of our minds at least the last couple of weeks. And something that we've talked about on the air quite a bit, and I've got a lot of calls and a lot of tweets. What actually needs repairs? I've been to the ballpark, and it's it's great. I like it. it. Everything seems fine. And I agree. Now, I've been to the ballpark this year. I went, the last time I was there was last August. I went week one. I missed the first quarter of the Vikings-Packers game. <laughs> Not the best planning by me and the friends, but it was a fun Brewer game. They played the Reds. They won. It was a good time. Rowdy Telez was actually hitting home runs that game. It feels like it was decades ago now. That's the last time I've been to the ballpark, but I'm with you. It seems fine. You know, sometimes it gets a little hot and stuffy in there, but it's summertime in Wisconsin. It's a hot, stuffy time. The scoreboard looks good. The new sound system they got this year, I've heard, has been great. What needs repairs? What, What do we really need? Well, I got some details for you. And while we go through this, I'm going to write down the prices of the things that they say they need. Because all in all, A commissioned study that was commissioned by the Brewers, for what it's worth, found that the work on the stadium is going to cost $420 million. So we got to get $428 million in combined repairs in the ballpark, okay? Or at least around there. Now, I'm no accountant. I'm no calculus teacher. But I think if we read through the story and write down some numbers, write down some prices, we can get to the bottom of this, okay? So I'm not going to read this article to you verbatim. I'm just going to hit some of the highlights. A Milwaukee Brewers Commission study found the work will cost $428 million. What would it go toward? Fox 6 News took an exclusive behind-the-scenes tour of the ballpark Thursday to find out. Okay. Just a couple bullet points. American Family, three, uh, American Family Field has three original chillers for cold water and office and clubhouse air conditioning. Two are working. The third is dead. President of Business Operations, our friend Rick Schlesinger, said they're past their expected lifespans and replacements will cost more than $500,000 each. Okay, so if we replace three chillers, $500,000 apiece, that's going to put us, my math would be correct, at $1.5 million, right? 500 plus 500 plus 500, that's $1.5 million. All right, $1.5 mil for chillers. Got it. All right. 
So we've started our running tally. Let's keep going. They're obsolete. You're one failed motor away from a completely useless system. Blah, blah, blah. Other air conditioning units cool the electric substation room. The brewers estimate it'll cost up to $100 million to replace the originals. Now, $1 million per, $1 million all in all. This article says it will cost $1 million to replace the originals in total. So I'm going to write down $1 million for electric cooling. And that's, you know, I'm no engineer here. But I've worked in radio. You know, you get a lot of transmitters. You get a lot of machines that are doing things and making things and sending signals. Well, that's going to put off heat. And you don't want them to overheat, so you got to cool that. So we need the air conditioning for the electronics. $1 million all in all to replace. Okay. Then there's the electric substation within the park's main circuit breaker. Ah, yes, the circuit breaker. I have no clue. I'm not an electrician. I, I could barely plug in a lamp. There's an electrical substation with the park's main circuit break it. For that, the brewer... Did I say circuit break it? It's been a long week. Circuit breaker. For that, the brewers estimate $3 million. Okay. I'm going to write that down. $3 million breaker. Got it. All right. Just want to make sure I'm getting all this. Uh, all the electrical, the lights, the sports lights, the scoreboards, the emergency lighting. Everything that the ballpark generates power for is at the mercy of the circuit breaker. That makes sense to me. Reasonable. All fine and good. All right, scrolling down, the ballpark's four boilers. Yeah, they have boilers in the ballpark. Have also been working since the first pitch in 2001. Heating offices as well for uh, as water, cleaning and concessions. A Brewers Commission study says the typical lifespan is roughly 25 years. We're getting close. Ballpark opened, what, in 2001? Yep, it's 2023. I'm no mathematician, but we're getting up the end of the lifespan there, or at least according to the Brewers Commission study. You can take that for what it's worth. Rick Schlesinger says these systems are running up to their useful life. Two boiler burners have already been replaced. Okay. Now, we don't have any money for the burners. I'm going to put question mark boilers. Does anyone know how much a boiler costs? Maybe we can put the research department on that. Oh, and then there's television camera infrastructure. The brewers estimate it'll cost four to five million to replace the broadcast compound and cables. Well, just for the sake of our study, the Bill Michaels study here, uh, I'm going to put five million. Just, just to be conservative, you know. I don't, I don't want to. This is our baseball team here. This is our stadium. We want everything to be nice and good. So five million dollars for TV. The TV, five million dollars. Got it. And Rick says of the TV infrastructure, this is original to the ballpark. This is 1990s technology, and as you can see, it's really makeshift. Ad hoc connections being done to make sure we can broadcast because technology for trucks is far more advanced than that. What you're seeing here, sneaky Rick Schlesinger. I don't know what ad hoc means, so the joke's on you. Uh, we need fiber optics cable. No more triax or coax cable. Mm-mm. That's like the three, the white and the yellow and the red cable coming out of the old GameCube. We're HDMI now, so just think of that, but in the context of uh, ballpark, I think. I think that's how my brain is making sense of that. All right. Antiquated, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we don't have money for TV. They did not include a figure there, so that's another question mark. I'm going to put question mark for... Uh, cables, or did they say, I guess they said about $5 million for TV. We'll wrap that up. I don't know how much cables cost, but we'll lump that in. It'll cost about $10 million to replace the freezers and coolers that keep our food and drinks cold. Well, I don't want warm beer. Nothing worse than warm beer, so that's a $10 million. I am happy to write down $10 million for coolers, etc. Got it. Okay, scrolling down. And of course, around American Family Field, there's cracking concrete. You don't have to tell me. Uh, this part of the country, you get the freezing and the warming and the freezing and the warming. That'll bust up the concrete, bust up the rocks. A lesson that I learned back in the day with my family at Devil's Lake. 
dad, these rocks, how, how do these rocks break? They, they keep crumbling. They keep falling apart. And my dad would say, well, Grant, the water gets into the little cracks in the rocks and then it freezes and then it thaws. It freezes and thaws. And slowly but surely that ice, that water can be very destructive. I remember that lesson. Thank you, dad. Around American Family Field, just one area of sidewalk is being repaired right now. Costs $60,000. Over the course of the next five years, the Brewers estimate the total will cost Four to six million. Again, for the purposes of our study, I want to be conservative. So let's say six million. Don't want to. Sh- don't want to be cheap on concrete. That's one thing you never want to be cheap on is concrete. Got it. Wrote it down. Not only is it unsightly, you're telling me, but it's a tripping hazard. This is concrete that over the course of twenty years of thawing and freezing with our wonderful Wisconsin. <laughs> he said wonderful Wisconsin, but he doesn't mean wonderful. He's talking about how it's cold. Oh, Rick. It's an ongoing annual process for us to repair and replace some of the concrete. There's a lot more in the $428 million price tag. Yeah, no kidding. I got, let's see, $1.5 million. I got like $15 million. Only the brewers could contribute to an article and be like, it's going to cost $420 million. And then list like $20 million in expenses and then turn around and be like, there's a lot more though. Well, there's there must be. We're a couple hundred million short here. Rusted seats and corroding metal under the roof. The governmental body that owns the ballpark, now that's important. That's important to remember. Keep that in your brain. The Brewers do not own the ballpark. Mark Atanasio does not own the ballpark. The state does. And where does the state get its funding? You and me. Uh, every Tom, Dick, and Harry that pays taxes in the state. That's where it comes from. The governmental body that owns the ballpark already approved spending $6.5 million for new scoreboard next year. I'm going to write that off to the side. That seems like it's in a different category. 6.54 scoreboard. I also don't think the scoreboard is that bad. I think the scoreboard looks good. But hey, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Got to keep up with the Joneses, I suppose. $6.5 million for a brand new scoreboard. What will become the fourth largest in the major leagues? Other estimates, including updating suites and creating more social spaces. Okay, so I'm just going to put that at the bottom. Uh, creating social space, and that ain't cheap. Am I right? Creating social spaces and suites, comma, suites, social and suites. Okay, that's a couple hundred million. Well, it must be. We still have a couple hundred million to go. The study says upper-level group space is geared toward young adult fans will provide a unique space for socializing while the game becomes background entertainment rather than their primary reason for being at the ballpark. Is there anyone who hates baseball as much as the Brewers? I go to the park to watch baseball. Now we got X-Golf. Now, well, we need social spaces so the game can be background entertainment. You know where uh, a great spot is to watch the Brewers as background entertainment? At home. That's my favorite place uh, because it doesn't cost me money. Now we're into the funding debate, and this seems like a good time to pause. We'll hit a couple of those details, including comments from our local legislature. Our favorite people are our local politicians talking about how to spend our money. Uh, so just f- keeping you updated here for those of you who ask, what needs replacing? What needs fixing, Grant? Well, million and a half for chillers. That cools the water for air conditioning purposes. If we have any HVACs experts, I would uh, love to take a call. 608-321-1670. million for electric coolers. Uh, $3 million for a breaker. I just wrote breaker. I'm assuming more than one breaker. That's a lot of money. Maybe it's a big breaker. I don't know. 
Uh, boilers, question mark. We were unsure about the boilers. The brewers were nondescript. Uh, I can do some research. Uh, put the research. Hey, research department. How much? Find me how much an industrial boiler costs. $5 million for TV infrastructure, which includes technology and cables. $10 million for coolers to keep the beer cold. At $10 million, that's not enough if you ask me. $6 million for concrete and uh, X number of dollars, that's a question mark, for creating social spaces and updating suites. Now, I'm not a human calculator, so I'm not even going to try to add that even roughly in my mind. I will do that over the next commercial break. But first, let's take a call. 608-321-1670. Welcome to The Bill Michaels Show. Who's this? Happy Friday, boys. Happy Friday. There's only one. I'm the only one here, Charlie, but happy Friday to you as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, I used to work in Miller Park. Oh, did you like it? What'd you do there? It, it was great. I cooked in a private club, 300 Club, back then. This is 2006. You cooked? And it, it, you were a yeah, chef? Ah. It, yeah. Well, I worked out in the buffet area because chef wanted me to do both, and okay. I, I enjoyed it. And and John, my partner, said, you won't get in trouble for eating, Charlie, because we always munch until some places have frown on that. Oh, yeah. Chef's got to <laughs> eat, too. You know, you're human just like yeah. everyone else. Oh, yeah. Oh, Chef Jeff Torres, he's been there. I said, I don't know. I, I made a mistake. I drove back and forth from Madison every day. And every time I drove home, it rained that year. God, I thought Ned Yeltsin was our, our manager. And uh, we took food down to the umpires, all the leftovers. So they loved us. And um, it was a great gig. I just did it from my, I'm from Madison. I don't want, I love Milwaukee, but I don't want to live there. Especially when I see on the news right now. Uh, there seems to be a killing every week. Yeah, there does. Yeah, about that. There does seem to be some of that. I'm going to let you go, Charlie. And I appreciate the heck out of you. You know, I said I wouldn't call uh, callers and kick them right off the air. But uh, uh, yeah, Milwaukee's a great place. Love Milwaukee. I'm going to be there this weekend. Love Madison. Love La Croix. Love the whole state. And every city has unique defining features. Uh, totally. We don't need to go any deeper into that. The research department has DM'd me uh, a commercial industrial boiler. Eight hundred and fifty, or or oh, Jesus, eight thousand five hundred dollars to thirteen thousand dollars. We have a lot, a lot of hundreds of millions to go to get to that four hundred twenty mark. Obviously, there's labor, you know, shipping and handling, convenience fees. Uh, but I think, just based on the eyeballing of the figures I have so far, we're a couple hundred million short. But I'm going to confirm that. I'm going to get out my calculator, and I will get to work on that. This is the Bill Michaels Show. Happy Friday. Ryan Glassbeagle to join us. Zach Heilprin will be here as well. My name is Grant Bills, filling in one more day for Bill, who will be back on Monday. I'm on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. Three minutes, and we're back on the Bill Michaels Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. ride this summer? Find yours this July at Pottawatomie. You could win your share of 400000 in cash and prizes or rumble all summer long in one of four brand new Harley Davidson motorcycles. It's the Hot Ride Motorcycle Giveaway this July, only at Pottawatomie Casino Hotel, Milwaukee. Visit PaysBig.com slash Hot Ride for more details. Must be 21 and a club member to play. Welcome to Pella. Hi. It's come to my attention, I need new windows. You do? Hey, sweetie, what's this? My art project. Honey, it's rotten. We need to toss it. Then why do we have to keep our rotten windows, Dad? 
Well, you came to the right place. Pell has a limited lifetime warranty on our wood windows, so this doesn't happen again. Thank you. Visit PellaWI.com today. It's the Bill Michaels Show. Happy Friday. How are we looking? Appreciate you listening. Zach Heilprin is going to be here at some point today. I asked Zach yesterday, I was like, hey, Zach, I know you're on vacation, uh, but you want to come on Bill's show with me tomorrow? I just need someone to, it's a long four hours. I basically told him, it's like, Zach, I can't speak as an expert on Wisconsin Badgers athletics. And I think a lot of people would love to hear about recruiting and about what's going on because we're getting darn close to college football season. Could you please come on? Give me an assist. I'm asking a coworker, a colleague, a friend, throw me a lifeline tomorrow. And he said, Grant, anything for you. Anytime you need. And then I didn't ask him what time. So at some point, I'm going to have to text him. Uh, we will have Zach. We'll also hear from Ryan Glassbeagle, who I spoke with my show or spoke with on my show last night about a lot of sports media things. Some ESPN layoffs, New York Times, The Athletic, um, and some of the things going on with Disney. Bob Iger stepping in it a little bit. Oh, I guess, depending on who you ask, stepping in it yesterday, speaking about the writer's strike and saying, these writers and actors are being a little unrealistic about what they want. And a lot of people met that uh, with, you know. Nobody wants to hear the CEO who makes tens of millions complain about the the blue-collar or more blue-collar individuals who are writers and actors and and on strike. No one likes that. There was someone who was an executive in, in one of the you know, not in the unions of writers or in or in actors, but on the other side of the negotiating table, say that basically the plan is we're just going to keep this going until they start losing their apartments. That was uh, 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 not a good look, not a great look for the establishment. That quote came out on Monday. So I talked about the writer's strike and about what's going on with Disney, ESPN, New York Times. We'll hear that interview with Ryan Glassbeagle in just a little bit. 608-321-1670, going through this piece about the Brewers, I count conservatively, again, about $26, $27 million, which puts us about $400 million short of the total that they say they need in this study. I'm not an idiot. Well, well I'm not a total idiot. <laughs> I know that there's labor. I know, I, I know. I know that that's not the only cost. I just speak for the common folk of Wisconsin, and I think that we just want $400 million is a ton of money. 50 million, 100 million for repairs of a 20 year old ballpark. Okay, 400 million. I'm going to need some receipts. I'm going to need to see some specific receipts about where all this money's going. Okay, Brewers already invested six and a half million in a new scoreboard, which I actually think the scoreboard was fine. Um, I don't know. I think a lot of people go to the ballpark and they're like, well, what's wrong with it? It seems fine to me. Well, it's a lot of the underlying stuff the infrastructure, the electric, the boilers. Commercial boilers, by the way, not as expensive as I thought. RJ in the research department saying like $9,000 to $14,000. I, I I thought that number would have been bigger. Maybe boiler. Price of boilers uh, is at an all-time low. It's it, Big boiler is not doing well right now post-pandemic. 608-321-1670. Let's go to the phones, take a couple calls. Welcome to the Bill Michaels Show. Who's this? Hey, second unit. It's Mike from Chippewa Falls. Good morning, Mike from Chippewa Falls. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, I'm running on fumes a little bit, but we have yeah. stadium funding to talk about, so that's you're perked working, me right up. <laughs> yeah, you're working your butt off this week. Um, yeah, the uh, the costs, some of those costs seem so outrageous. You got to remember, this is going to be the 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 county board or whatever that runs the stadium that owns the stadium. It's government, so you just put that. 
big G in there, you already yeah. doubled your cost. You add so a couple of any, zeros anytime it's a government project. Yeah. That's right. Plus, it's going to be all union, and then you got to, you know, bribe the union officials. You got all these cost overruns that are going to happen. It's, yeah, it'll easily be double what it should be um, just because of that. Because I know guys, like, I did about, oh, geez, I did over 600 service calls with the Stanley Correctional, and some of that was built by union labor, and some wasn't. Yeah. And the union guy got so mad that there was non-union people there that they threw big giant rocks in all of the septic systems. So they had to the later they had to tear them all out and redo them. And uh, I would tease them because they had inmates digging the holes, and I say, "Hey guys, that's not a good place for a tunnel, you know." But um, they would. <laughs> that made me that caught me off guard. I tip my cap. That was that was a good joke, Mike. Very good delivery. Oh, I, I used to joke around with those inmates all the time. They liked me, but. Um, yeah, anytime you put the the cost overruns, like in Chicago, everything like when they did Soldier Field, uh, I, I guess the it was so corrupt they had to bribe so many officials to get there. Uh, yeah. So your company the work, and you know, yeah, anytime you get the government involved, there's, there's, they won't, they mostly won't take any non-union guys. So you got to figure double for labor, and the cost overruns. Yeah, it's it's going to be ugly. I bet you it'll cost more than four hundred million by the time it's all said and done. Maybe it's a maybe it's a conspiracy theory thing. Like you know, the Denver airport went hundreds of millions of dollars over budget, and it took a long time. And people were looking twice at it. Like, did you you building tunnels under there? You building bunkers under there? What, what do you got going on? There's too much money, too much time, and and not enough results. But maybe that's what it is. Maybe you just get different unions involved in the government, and things move slowly, and costs really stack oh, up. Yeah. I get it. That's that's the real world. I understand. It's just. So much money. And it's not like the stadium is 50, 60, 70 years old. This is built in 2001, right? Like, right. this is built within my lifetime. I'm not that old. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, I I don't think it should, it should cost that much. You don't think it should cost much. And most of us people don't think it should cost that much. And it's going to cost more. Mm. I, I guarantee it. So I guess we have to suck it up and just uh, – the, the people that are corrupt, anybody that's corrupt and milking the system, they'll get their reward someday. I Karma, guess. baby. I wish this was a government radio show. Then I could just tack on a couple extra bucks to everything I do, because that seems to be how it works, you know, in, in, well, well, in big government, yeah. big radio. For, for 40 years, I did service calls, and uh, about a third of my customers are government. And honest, God, I know people get mad at me when I say this, because I have a lot of relatives that work for the government. Um, I would go into government offices and, People spend most of their day in the break room, and they don't even well, leave to go, off, go out their office when the phone would ring. Well, how often is our state legislature actually legislating? Like, it seems like they're never there. They're they're on break, or they'll gavel in, you know, to, to make a statement, and then they'll just leave. Could I could yeah. I just radio in one of these days to make a statement? Could I simply come in, say hello in the <laughs> microphone, and then leave and go home? Is that I, I wish no. that's how this job worked. We want to hear you. If we, and, oh, I wanted one more thing I want to mm-hmm. tell you. I've been listening to Bill Michael show for a long, long time. Even when he was on the old network, um, he you get way more phone calls than he does. So he might be maybe he's intimidating. You're more like the common man. I well, honestly, I think that's probably it. I'm I'm a lot of things. I'm not intimidating, and also, and I I'm trying to make a point to tell you all this. Like, if you call in, well, we can chat for four or five, six minutes. Like, I'm not I'm not gonna run you off the phone after thirty seconds because Bill's got things to do he's got places i really got nothing planned we're bsing about the brewers i'm gonna play you an interview from last night but if you call in yeah. i, I want to take the time let's talk about some things and you and mike you provide great personal stories about being a contractor and exactly what goes into projects like this yeah and uh 
to, I'm going to, I'm going to miss, I'm glad I got in early because I'm going to have to go grocery shopping. The grandkids are coming over tomorrow and we're going to, me and my grandson are going to play Hot Wheels cars. So yeah, that's I bought a, a racetrack. So. That's a pretty killer day. I'm jealous of you. Yeah. I wish I could play race cars, but that's fine. Enjoy the weekend, Mike. You know, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for the call. Yeah, I appreciate you too. Thanks. Bye. Mike from Chippewa Falls. I got to take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk more about this. I got some really good tweets, and I got some more quotes from this article that are just kind of funny. I'm not making fun of the people who said these things. I'm not making fun of their work. They're just funny, and they made me laugh when I read this article this morning. So I'm going to share all that with you coming up next. Five minutes, and we're back on The Bill Michaels Show. This is The Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. It's summer and Road America's in mid-season form. Get your tickets now for NASCAR's Xfinity Series at RoadAmerica.com. That's RoadAmerica.com. It's the Bill Michaels Show. Happy Friday. Oh, feels good. Bill's on vacation. I see pictures on Instagram and on his Facebook page, him putting around the lake, sitting by the pool. Spiritually, today, I'm I'm putting around on the lake. Spiritually, I'm by the pool. Physically, I'm in the studio hosting the Bill Michaels Show, and I'd love to chat with you. We had a nice conversation with Mike in Chippewa Falls, who gave us a little insight on contracting work. I, I was still laughing about what he told the prisoners when they were, because, you know, prisoners. And by the way... I think if, if prisoners are able-bodied and there's work going on at the prison, I, I think they should do some work. It's good for you. Get a little get a little labor. F- be, feel productive. So I, I don't know if they still do that at prisons, but, for example, if I was in prison, let's say I was thrown in jail uh, because I hosted a radio show that was just too good. It was unlawful, and I'm in jail, and they were installing a new septic. Give me a shovel. Put a shovel in my—I want to take some ownership of the prison in which I work. Anyways, side note, Mike— told the prisoners when they were digging the septic system, hey, fellas, that's a bad place to dig the dig the tunnel. <laughs> Damn it, Mike. But talk about contracting work, how the labor stacks up, and especially when it's a government job and the stadium is owned one weird roundabout way or another by the state and the Southwest or Southeast Wisconsin Stadium Commission. Just call it the Brewer Stadium Commission. That's what it is, right? But, of course, in, in government, we got to have these long, uh, twisted contrived names uh talking about some of the things that need replacing the chillers the coolers uh the breakers the boilers this sounds like a shopping list uh the tv infrastructure cables and such uh coolers and freezers for the beer and the beverages and some new concrete and uh an unknown amount of money for what rick schlesinger said creating social spaces and updating suites for those who come to the ballpark and view the game as uh background entertainment what is it with People in positions of power in baseball not really liking baseball. We talked to Ryan Glassbeagle on the Wisco Sports Show, my show last night, and I'm going to play you that interview at some point. And he basically pointed out that the people who've run the New York Times forever just really aren't big sports fans. So their sports department has suffered. Has anyone maybe considered making sure the people who run baseball are baseball fans instead of, hey, you know what we need at the ballpark? Things for people who don't like baseball. That actually has been something that I've discussed with Major League Baseball over the last couple of years. In market the game 
to the fans you have. To market the game to the fans who love baseball, love watching baseball, instead of chasing some other mystical, magical audience that doesn't exist. And I understand in Milwaukee and in this corner of the state, people, they want to do something fun. Well, let's go to the Brewer game. We'll get some drinks and we'll hang out and we'll get some concessions. You know, I understand stadium versus on TV versus, you know, big picture Major League Baseball league decisions from Rod Manfred. It's all different, but sometimes I feel, and I wish, like people who are in charge of sports and teams market the sports and the teams to the people who like the sports and teams, if that makes any sense. I'm on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. You can call the show, 608-321-1670. In this story from Fox 6, uh, and I want to make sure I shout out who wrote it, because it's a good story and it's good work, Jason Calvi. I'm assuming they ran a story at some point on Fox 6, but you can read it, fox6now.com. I, I retweeted it. A couple of quotes from I- individuals involved with funding working in government, right? How much will the brewers pay and how much will local governments have to add? Those details are being worked out. An added sales tax in five southeastern Wisconsin counties helped build the park. The tax retired in 2020. Now there are talks about using state money for these repairs and updates. This is a quote from Jamiroquan Kittler with Americans for Prosperity. If I mispronounced that, I apologize. Quote, families and businesses are still struggling with the high cost of living and inflation. Those teams, owners, a lot of them are millionaires. Taxpayers, everyday people, shouldn't be on the hook for something that the owners of these teams can pay for. This quote is correct, okay? And I've talked about this a couple of times on my show, the Wisco Sports Show, and I keep saying that because I don't want to repeat talking points as if they're completely original because if there's people here listening who listen to my show and they know me, I've said some of these things before. I understand and I agree that it is dumb, that in the United States of America, that taxpayers are often subsidizing the payments and the investments and the projects of millionaires and billionaires. I don't know why I said that like Bernie Sanders, of millionaires and billionaires. I get it. It's dumb. It's unfair. But that's how it works. That's how it's worked. It's always been that way. So when people all of the sudden are really mad at the Brewers and they're mad at the stadium ownership group and they're mad at our government, well, Mark Anasio's a millionaire. Why doesn't he? Why doesn't he have to pay for it? Are you new? Did you did you just immigrate to this country? This is how it works. Millionaires and billionaires, because they're powerful and they can afford, you know, to get influence in in decisions that are made and in legislation that's made. They're obviously gonna try to influence deals and influence laws that benefit them. And the goal is we want to privatize all the profit and socialize the cost. And billionaires, especially in sports, have become really good at this over the years. Doesn't mean that it's right. It doesn't mean that it's fair. It doesn't mean that it should be that way, but it is that way. Like, don't don't act like you woke up this morning and all of a sudden realized that taxpayer money funds billionaire and millionaire projects all the time. It's been going on forever. That's It's kind of how this country was built, so it's nothing new. I agree with this quote. Again, Jameer Kwan Kittler. I agree. Yeah, taxpayers shouldn't be on the hook for something millionaires want to do, but that's how how it is. I was born at night. I wasn't born last night. I was born. I think I was born at like 1130 at night. According to the Brewers' lease, the Southeast Wisconsin Professional Baseball District, or the SWPBPD, no one calls it that, uh, but I'm going to try, the governmental body that owns the stadium, is to pay for capital improvements and keep the ballpark in the top 25% in all major league stadiums. This quote made me laugh out loud. This is hilarious. This is from State Representative Ryan Clancy, a Democrat from Milwaukee. I know nothing about this representative. This is not commentary on his 
politics, on him. It's just the quote in the story that made me laugh my ass off when I read it while having coffee this morning. It is not reasonable to expect that every stadium can be in the top 25% of stadiums. This is not Lake Wabagon. We can't all be above average. That's frankly a terrible deal. (laughs) This politician is basically saying, hey, it's not fair to expect that we need to have the nicest ballpark. An average ballpark will do just fine. Which, by the way, I agree with. I don't need to have the nicest ballpark in the world. It needs to be updated. It needs to be safe. Everything needs to work. I agree that a ballpark doesn't need to be in the top 25% for me to enjoy it. It's just really funny when someone in a position of power comes out and says it. (laughs) Which, by the way, this is a little bit of the brewer's chickens coming home to roost, don't you think? This is basically basically a a government version, a funding version of bites at the apple. We're never going to go too far all the way in. We're never going to spend too much money on a team. We never want to go over the top. We're just going to maintain year to year. This representative, again, Ryan Clancy, and I know nothing about him or his, or his politics, so I'm not commenting on that. He's basically saying, hey, we're never going to be in the, in the number one spot. We're never going to be the best. It's unreasonable to expect that. So let's, you know, let's shoot for average. <laughs> That's frankly a terrible deal, he says. That price tag, I know they li- like to talk a lot about infrastructure, and some of it is for infrastructure. But a lot of it is kind of reimagining the stadium to be something that it is not now. I agree with that. I think American Family Field is fine the way that it is, but it has to work. The wiring has to be good and the television infrastructure has to be good. And we need to have uh, the equipment to keep things cool and to keep other things warm and to keep it functional. I 100% agree with that part of this representative's comment. I don't need to redesign and remake American Family Field into something it's not. I really like the ballpark, and I try to say this as often as possible. Every ballpark cannot be every ballpark. American Family Field is not Target Field, and it's not Wrigley, and it's not Petco Park, and it's not... Every ballpark is different. Every ballpark has pros and cons. Every ballpark has things that are unique to just that ballpark, and if you try to get everything into one ballpark, you're going to fail, right? Okay, do you want to see the skyline, or do you want to avoid rain delays? The Twin Cities at Target Field, they said, we want to see the skyline. Okay, that's a great pro. I've been to Twins games. I've been to concerts at Target Field. The skyline is beautiful, and it definitely highlights what is unique about the Twin Cities. But sometimes there's rain delays. Okay, well, that's you take the good with the bad. The Brewers, I don't know if it's the prettiest view from inside the stadium, not that it's close enough to downtown to see the skyline. It's a little boxy. It feels a little bit cooped up and a little tight, but you don't have rain delays. Okay, well, there's good and bad. Right, the Brewers decided they did not want to build a stadium downtown. So they didn't have to deal with parking and traffic. I like that. There's space to park. There's space to tailgate. It's a little bit easier to get in and out without having to go all the way into the heart of the Milwaukee. But it's also close enough to the heart of Milwaukee where if I want to go downtown or if I want to shuttle from a bar, I can. I think that's a good medium ground. It's not like the stadium is way on the, out, the outside skirts of Waukesha or, or way out on, in Pabst Farms. It's basically right downtown without being downtown. I think for the sake of coming in and out of town for games, I think that caters to fans from around the state. I think that also caters to fans in Milwaukee. It's the best of both worlds. That also means there's not going to be bars within walking distance of the stadium. Okay. Again, you take the good with the bad. Not every ballpark can be every ballpark. So I agree with the idea that the stadium doesn't need to be something that it's not now. We just need to make sure the stadium works. Need to make sure that we're keeping up with the with the electronics 
and the HVAC systems and the concrete and the things that need to stay good. The bones need to be good. The stadium, uh, let's say conceptually, is fine the way that it is now. Everything just needs to work. I get a tweet here from Adam. So basically, there's been no upkeep done. They just asked the ballpark district for a $10 million scoreboard and got it when they're literally not even sure they can keep the lights on. Yeah, that's another thing. If there are pressing repairs that need to be done, I think the scoreboard could await it. The scoreboard's pretty nice, right? Has anyone gone to a Brewer game recently and thought, the scoreboard, it's time. Need to get a new one. I I haven't. Doesn't mean that I don't want a new scoreboard. Like, anytime you can update something and upgrade something, you can. Adam, you pointing out that there's basically been no upkeep done. That's another thing with, with millionaires and billionaires. If you own a massive, massive business in this country, you don't really need to have a rainy day fund. You don't really need to have money tucked away in case of an emergency. You don't really need to do things little by little. You know, when the tab comes due, you can basically say, oh, this needs to be paid for. And if you can't pay for it, typically some government body or some taxpayer fund is going to step up and help you out with it. Right. And I, again, it's not fair because Americans in this country, American, you know, families uh, have to save money for 20, 30 years to be able to afford their kids going to school. We need to have money saved away for when the car breaks down. We need to have money saved away for when all of a sudden someone has a medical emergency. We need to do we need to plan ahead financially. We need to keep money tucked away. Millionaires and billionaires don't. Again, I don't think it's fair. I think it's dumb. But that's the way that it is. 608-321-1670. One last break of the hour. The Bill Michael Show. Back after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is The Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Paula. Hi. It's come to my attention. I need new windows. You do? Hey, sweetie. What's this? My art project? Honey, it's rotten. We need to toss it. Then why do we have to keep our rotten windows, Dad? Well, you came to the right place. Pell has a limited lifetime warranty on our wood windows, so this doesn't happen again. Thank you. Visit PellaWI.com today. Bill Michaels Show. How we looking? My name is Grant Bills. Handling the show this week for Bill is he is reclining on a on a on a deck chair next to a pool somewhere right now. Maybe he's cracked an ice cold beer. 10:50 a.m. If Bill hasn't cracked a beer yet today, then he's not he's not truly on vacation. He'll be back on Monday. Looking forward to him getting back. And by that time, we'll have three games against the Reds to talk about. Man, by the time Bill is back. Monday, if the Brewers are able to sweep the Reds, I mean, World Series, we're going, we're going to be buyers. We're going to win the World Series. And if the Brewers lose two of three or lose all three, God forbid, this weekend, well, the season's probably over, or at least that's what Brewers fans will say. We're talking a little bit about stadium funding because Rick Schlesinger, Brewers president of business operations, who was a a feature member and a feature topic of discussion in a documentary that I released a couple of weeks ago now, uh, Paige Speronic, a promotion that saved a season. It's tremendous. And you go check it out. It's pinned at the top of my Twitter profile, at Wisco Grant. Rick Schlesinger talked with Fox 6 in Milwaukee about, we need one of these, we need one of these, we need this at the ballpark, we need this at the ballpark, we need chillers and breakers and electric coolers, and, and we want to create more social spaces and update suites. Okay, that all sounds fine and good. I, I think it's a good, it's a good point. I, what tweet was it? Oh, yeah, it was from Adam. 
He said they just asked the ballpark district for a $10 million scoreboard and got it when they're literally not even sure they can keep the lights on. That is a good point. As a little bit like spending all your money on a brand new 2023 Corvette when you don't own a home and you don't have a garage to put it in. It's like, well, I'll, I'll park it in, in the parking spot right outside my, my little apartment. It's like, well, maybe not the best use of funds, right? Everybody can spend the money the way they want, but it's a little bit like having the Maserati without a garage to put it in and without a, uh, without a house to park it next to. There is a quote, and I will defend the Brewers a little bit in this, okay? I know I've been telling you, it sucks. It sucks that taxpayer money has to subsidize projects of millionaires and billionaires. It does suck. That's the way this country works. Let's not play dumb and act like that's not how this country works. We were not all born yesterday. That's the way that it works. Um, There are a couple of quotes in this article that make me want to push back a little bit and actually defend the Brewers' point of view a little bit on this. There's a quote from, again, Jamiroquan Kittler with Americans for Prosperity. These team owners, a lot of them are millionaires. Taxpayers, everyday people, shouldn't be on the hook for something that the owners of these teams can pay for. Mark Atanasio is very rich compared to you and, and me. Well, I don't want to speak for you. He's very rich compared to me. Compared to other baseball owners or c- compared to other sports owners or big-time businessmen, he's not worth that much money. He's not a billionaire. He is worth about three-quarters of a billion dollars. And when we're talking about almost $500 in stadium repair, despite what a lot of people think, I don't think Mark can foot that bill. There's also a quote in this article uh, from uh, Clancy, Representative Clancy from Milwaukee. I already quoted him once. Back in 2001, when the public built the stadium for the Brewers, the Brewers were worth about $200 million. They're worth about $1.6 billion right now. What I'd like to see is the Brewers reinvesting some of that massive increase back into the stadium, back into the community. Mark has no doubt made money. Don't get me wrong. No doubt made a lot of money with the Brewers. You can't just say, well, he bought them for $200 million. Now they're worth $1.6 well, all that money, but that money's tied up in the team. That's not liquid money. That's not, that's net worth. So you can't just say, well, it used to be 200 million. Now it's 1.6. Money in that difference somewhere can be used. Well, yeah, some of it can, but it's not that simple, right? We think that, well, millionaires own the team. They can pay for it. It's not that simple. It might not be fair, but it's not that simple. We'll talk more about this next. It's the Bill Michael Show. We're back in two minutes.